0: W-M-A-Y. So I sit here following Facebook, and I realize I've got to clean up my act around you. You are amazing. <laughs> You're getting honored by everybody. It seems Sup? that's cool. Welcome it's to cool. Let's Talk Cosmetic Dentistry. Tell everybody about this award you got uh, to start out. I mean,
1: um, you know, it was really a surprise. Actually, um, the Athena Award. I I was nominated for it. It's an international award and international award for women. And um, I thought that was really cool to be nominated, actually. I really yeah. did. I had to provide all this information, and there's a couple of people, three different people interviewed me, and I it, it was photos, and it was just all this, people were asking questions and like interviewing about why I do what I do or what I did and how I did this and that and talking to me about my international work in Haiti and um, just getting dental care for the underserved in Springfield and how that came about. And it was talking about things I haven't talked about in a really long time in depth. You know, these reporters are really like, I just felt like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm just... I, I don't know how people do biographies, because it was intense.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: it yeah. was really intense. I had to think about some of the things I couldn't even remember anymore, actually.
0: That, that, that's what I'm amazed at, you know, when I watch Jim Leach work, because, I mean, like, I've done reporting, you know, and I've done that for a long time, but, but Jim is like the gold standard, and he comes up with questions that even, I'm like, wow, where did you come up with that? Yeah, and that's good. You and know? I don't like, even, and that's what they do, you know?
1: I, some of the questions I said, I don't even remember anymore. I think yeah. I said that twice, because I don't. I mean, it's been so long. As much
0: bashing as we do on the news media, reporters are brilliant people.
1: Yes. Erin Witter, shout out to her. She's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. She wrote the article, once I got the award, she wrote the article for Springfield Scene Magazine. And Actually, actually I kind of think that's coming out next week. I'm, they said third week of September, and I think we're right about that now. So um, it was really cool. So, you know, the funny thing is, is that the night that of the reception, the and it was beautiful reception. I mean... I, I've seen a lot of different kinds of award receptions and throughout the years with people and friends and family and this was just like so amazing. It was gorgeous. it was so well done and it was so formal and fancy and um, I didn't know it was going to be so formal and fancy but I Sam wasn't feeling that good that night, so I just told Craig I'm like just stay home, I'll be home in a little bit. I just didn't want him to have to. You know, come out and be all cranky and he wasn't feeling good. He was just laying around. And so I brought my girls with me and um, <laughs> we walked in and we all three looked at each other like, oh, wow, this is really fancy. And the girls thought they were maybe even underdressed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so um, it was really awesome. And then so we all went onto the stage, all the people that were up for these candidates, and they talked about each candidate and all these women. They just did amazing things. I was blown away. And, um, then the mayor was reading the winner before the mayor announced the name. And I thought to myself as I'm standing on that stage, oh, my God, I think <laughs> I think they're talking about me. Oh, yeah. So and then I realized <laughs> it was just one of those moments I was completely unprepared, really, all the, from all the way around. I mean, just telling Craig to stay at home. And and then they announced my name. And, and I said to the mayor, I said, so do I have to say anything? And, and they said, oh, yes. Yes. You have to say something. So I felt a little that moment of, oh, gosh, I had nothing ready to say. I, I, I just this came out of left field. I just never in the world thought I would win something like that. And and then they announced my name and I'm up at the, the microphone. And I was so nervous. I'm not speechless ever. And I was just sitting there. All these people were standing up and clapping and the room was full and I'm looking around going, <sighs> so I dropped the microphone. I was shaking. I was so nervous. But, I, you know, I don't even know what I said. I And everybody said it sounded really good. So I'm happy about that. But it was such a blur. I think you go through this fight or flight response in your brain and I don't really remember exactly well, what I said. You but. know,
0: it's not hard for you, though, to, dro- to do a speech like that, dropping out, because you just basically, you know, every time you speak from the heart, whether you're talking to a patient in the chair, or whether you're talking on the radio or whatever, what you are, the way you speak is what you are. That's, that's, well, I that's think, what's great about you.
1: I think I did sort of just talk. Yeah, th- that's okay. <laughs> because I didn't that's, know what to say. That's okay. I knew I was really happy my girls were in the audience, and I know I said something about that. I said I was just so grateful that, you know, my greatest feeling was that my girls were here experiencing this and you know you always teach your kids to give back and you teach your kids you know that you have to meet do something for society you Mm -hmm. know god gives you this gift and you find this gift and you use it you know and i try to drive that point home all the time and and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't um (laughs) i'm (laughs) keeping it keeping it real here yeah um but you know i just said and then i always have a little quote from princess diana that i love and i think i kind of screwed that up pretty bad but you know i It was just awesome, and then the after afterwards was just equally as awesome. And it's because they want me to go to New York now in October for this international thing with Michelle Obama, and um, it just goes on and on and on. This award, you know, and so then I get interviewed by Springfield Scene Magazine, and um, like I said, that's coming out this week. And it's just been really fun. And then I got a call that the Athena Award they have a reception in in your honor, and that was really cool. So I went to this reception, and it was. In my honor. And I thought, this is crazy that all these people are yeah. here for me. Yeah. So it's just something I'm really having a hard time getting my <laughs> well, head I around. Mean, of course.
0: But. It, it, isn't it funny how the world works? It's like people that go out and just do things. Not worrying about rewards or anything like that, or accolation or acknowledgement right. or anything. They just go out and do it. That's the ones we want to give the awards to the, the people that the, the people that go out there and do things just to seek an award. We can sniff those people out left and right, and they usually don't get the award. That it was pretty for.
1: well, and I don't know that you need to give an award for somebody that just. I I, I don't know. It's really it's a it's awesome, but I'm just still so like. Yeah.
0: I mean, the mission work you do in Haiti, it's born, you know, you talked just now about God's gifts to you and what they, what he gives you and using it for the world of good. You know how to speak French and you know how to it's speak. It's not as and good as know, it used to be, by Well, the that's way. all right. But, 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 but you, you can get by, as they say. I can get by, yes. And, and, and you know dentistry, so you go to a poor country that speaks French and so you can... Plow through what these people are trying to tell you yeah, is wrong yeah, with them. Can. You can you can figure it out and fix it for them, and that that that's that's a godsend, you know, especially in Haiti, you know.
1: It was you know what, and I have to tell you something that is I haven't really talked about, but you know, getting the award. But something that was equally as cool as getting the award is when um, the office posted about it on our Facebook page, which was really kind of sweet. But the person that – there was all these responses of people congratulating me, and it really meant a lot. One of the people that responded was – um Adolphe and he oh, is yeah. one of the people yep. in charge of the northern part of Haiti and he his his gateway to the world is Facebook. Mm-hmm. And he finds a Wi Fi and he finds a way to get on Facebook every so often when he can and go naive. And actually he commented on it. And I got so teary when I read that. Yeah. He said and I don't even remember exactly how he worded it, he just said, um, you know, you are our hero and we're so proud of you, and um, here in Haiti, and oh my gosh, that just meant so much to me. Just that he saw that I and know. he responded. He, and it just Remember,
0: we interviewed him on the show here a yeah. couple of years back, and uh, he is an amazing man. He
1: sure is. He's 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 yeah. He's the one that needs like an award like that. He oh, gives his whole life to help those people in northern Haiti, yeah. and under the radar, no one ever knows what he's doing, and he, you know, nobody pays attention to that area of the country or the area of the yeah. world, and um, yeah, so that meant so much to me because you know i feel like it's for them you know Mm -hmm. so i'll keep doing it i love you know once you're in you're in you know patients ask me all the time if i like going to haiti it's a really strong word like it's a really strong word do you like going to a third world country i don't know if (laughs) keeping it real i don't know if i could say i like it but i love the people that people bring me back
0: you yeah, know? right, right. And it, it's it's the same thing as asking a firefighter if they love their job. I don't think they love going yeah, into a burning building where right. something could explode, but they know they're making a difference. Right. And that's the part they love about it.
1: Right. Yeah, you, you know, definitely have to have thick skin. You really have yeah, to, like, go into do. a whole mindset of, like... OK, this is a different way of living and I'm not going to have these Americanized amenities and all these great things we have in this country and what makes this country so great. Um, but it also has turned you into a little bit of a cynic because I get really frustrated probably more than most people about politics um, mm-hmm. because we're whining about things that are just so dumb. I mean, really, just so silly. I, yeah. I just get so passionate about it because we don't realize how great this country is and how great we have it and how it, rich we all are. Even our poor people are rich. They can still drink clean water and,
0: yeah. you know. Uh, well, it's it's, it's I, I spend a lot of time talking about the 95-5. It's like Democrats and Republicans agree on 95% of stuff. It's 5% that they don't agree on, that they spend all this time. And that's what turns people off of politics. Right. People don't vote. Next thing you know, you've got leaders that are, don't have the backing of the public and then you right. got a mess on your hands and that that's the problem
1: yeah yeah so. and you get wrapped up in all the minutiae all the the little things and people blow them up into be big things and and all the way' all the taking these little things and blowing them up to be big things they're not realizing the real things mm-hmm. you know so um, it keeps us keep you know going to haiti keeps me grounded and it keeps me realizing what what it's really all about and yep. I think some of these people need a, need a little reality check on Something other. They they are very myopic, and yeah. they really need to see the bigger picture. But they
0: sure do um, appreciate what they have. as mom used to say.
1: Yeah, right. So you know, um, I didn't come here to talk about that. Though. Sorry
0: about that. Yeah. <laughs> We didn't get a chance to talk about what you were going to talk about. Digressing. Yeah, we uh, right, exactly. Uh, we're fine. So we I wanted to
1: talk time. about, there's, um, you know, all these smile stories that we do are so, so meaningful to me. So much fun. And, and they come from so many different directions, whether they're patients and how they become patients or how they get to Springfield or, you know, how they dentally became in the situation that they were. Sometimes there's always stories behind why they got to be the point that they're at. A lot of times it's because they never were able to get dental care, but there's so many life reasons and journeys that brought them to the place that they wind up becoming, and the, and how the moment that we meet them is patients. And um, one of the great things about being on the air with you guys is that people will write in and they'll use our. Um, Link that we talk about when we talk about you can, you know, office at com. If you send to that email address your question or your pictures or whatever, you know, we take our time whenever we have that moment and we'll go in and look at those things. And sometimes we meet people and sometimes we just answer questions and kind of keep people on the right track because sometimes people don't even live in Springfield and they're not ever coming to Springfield but they have a question and it's like well okay I'll tell you what I think here but uh and they may go to their dentist and just say you know they got this other opinion and I don't know if they tell the person that it was an email from a dentist but (laughs) (laughs) but it is an opinion from a dentist so you know that's always fun and then sometimes they really become something and and I have one of my favorite becoming smile stories came from a email and so much so that when you go to our gallery you see this man i don't a lot of our posts are women pictures of women and i'm not really sure why that is because we equally work on male patients i don't know if it's just like women are so proud and they love their picture taken I, i can't really explain that i have some male patients that i have a lot of before and afters on but most of them are women um, but one of our in our gallery, there's a male patient that has a really great before and after. And his name is Paul. And I have full permission to talk about Paul. Paul is somebody that about three or four years ago answered, reached out to us through this radio station for the email address. When we talk about, you know, when we mentioned you can, you know, email the mailbag or talk, you know, email your question to office at prairie dot com. And he did. And um, I saw him last week. And so it really brought him back into my mind frame because I I realized at that moment the journey on how I met Paul. So um, we answered one of his questions and, and continued keeping in contact through emails. And then we met him. We met Paul. We talked about how we got to the situation he was in, what he could do. And his situation, it was probably worse than he thought. Um, and I got to thinking, and I talked to him about this last week, and I got to thinking, I think I want to find that question. Well, I couldn't find it. There's so many. <laughs> so I just, I don't have them organized. I mean, we hit the, we send, and we can look through the, through the, the send box and what we sent. And um, I just couldn't find it. I don't know if, like, we just clear them out every so often or if just the. Actual emails clear themselves out every so often. I should have had docking out with Mr. IT guy over here. He could yeah. help me figure that part out. So I couldn't find it. So I called him and um, I said, "You know, I just want to know if you can find that email. I like to talk about it on the air." Well, anyway, so I have the email. He had it, um, and he had my response and everything. It was the whole link. So I was so happy because what I want to do for the listeners out there is read Paul's question and then talk about four years fast forward where, where Paul's at today and this was just a question that he emailed in from listening to this show right yeah. now and the question was and this was uh, July 2nd this was four years ago Dear Dr. DeSano I'm 62 years old and so he's like what 66 now I'm 62 years old and I'm embarrassed to say I've not been to the dentist in a few years In a few years is in quotes I used to be good about going but Dot dot dot. I have fillings on every tooth, and in front they look dark, but I think it's because I need them cleaned. I'm scared now because my gums bleed so bad. Sometimes I think one of the scariest things you can do is use Google to help you figure out what's wrong with you. (laughs) So as you can tell, now I'm worried. I'm going to lose all my teeth. I'm certain of it. Google told me this. Typing this to you has much less anxiety attached to it. It's just me and this keyboard. If If this finds its way to you, thank you. Paul he's from Pleasant Plains so it did find its way to me it didn't find its way to me until September three months later but you know like I said we still go through the questions we just may not get to them punctually yeah, but we're right. getting we're getting better so um, I emailed out to him and then he just thought I'd forgotten about him which I did not so we still laugh about that so um, you know we talked to Paul we met Paul Paul had fillings in the front of his teeth they were just discolored because back in the day in dentistry our resins were different than they are now. The resins are the tooth-colored fillings that we use every day in dentistry. Um, they were just different. I mean, they weren't—they the they just weren't—the finishes weren't as great. The, the materials weren't as um, scientifically where we need them to be like they are now, uh, the durability and the strength and longevity of the restorations. So they were discolored. They were just old. And on top of the staining that he did, and he was a former smoker but had stopped and is still not a smoker anymore. So that added to the stain as well. So there were a lot of issues. Um, the biggest issues, though— is uh, one of his biggest issues was bone loss. Um, He was definitely struggling with periodontal disease. And that happens just from, you know, letting that tartar build up on your teeth over years and not going in for cleanings. It's something that can easily be maintained and easily be avoided. But if you let it go, it it just gets ahead of you. and, And that's actually how people lose their teeth. He was well on his way for that. So we had some foundation work to do. Um, we can't always jump in and do these beautiful smile makeovers. You know, we have to go in and, and treat the, the make sure the bone and the gums and the foundation is healthy before we can build on our foundation. It's like building a house. You know, you want this beautiful home, but you better have a strong foundation and and, and really healthy situation. So we we had some work to do, and it took us a few months actually. So. We, you know, I always say that preventing periodontal disease is much easier than treating periodontal disease, you know, to prevent it and just keep your teeth clean and healthy for your lifetime is going to be the best way to prevent periodontal disease. If you let that disease get stronger and then you have this full diagnosis and you need this treatment, I mean, that's going to take a little time to turn that around. And it, it can happen. It happens all the time. And we mm-hmm. love doing that because then people do save their teeth forever. So... Um, You know, this periodontal disease leads to tooth loss, which, you know, in turn, it affects so much. It affects, you know, digestion, aesthetics, speech, all these things. You know, the bacteria, they invade the respiratory and digestive systems. They enter the bloodstream. And, you know, we always talk about the different side effects that periodontal disease now has been proven to cause. So uh, we, you know, Paul did lose a couple teeth along the way. Some teeth that just didn't have enough bone, and we just had to look into bridge work and implant options because it was just too far gone. The bone just wasn't there. But the good news is is we saved most of his teeth, and actually some of them were just really had lots of good bone where the disease hadn't really got ahead and um, got into the bone, the supporting bone of the tooth. So we were able to do a lot with him. Um, Really amazing before and after he was very thrilled with it at the end and it was a little bit of a journey getting there but he's so excited and now he is the first one to be on time for his cleanings his teeth look great his gums are super healthy Uh, nothing bleeds anymore he's speaking he's talking he's he's probably one of my favorite smile stories and so we um he he's one of those success stories that just came from listening to the show. So I love that story. And so he just came in and it got me thinking about it. And I thought, you know, I got to find that email. So <laughs> it was really a good one. And I can talk more about
0: it after the break. Sounds good. 753, News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY with Let's Talk Cosmetic Dentistry. Welcome back to Let's Talk Cosmetic Dentistry on News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY with Dr. tiny DeSano and the Prairie Dental Group. And uh, we're talking Smile Story right now with Paul, who basically did uh, what a lot of people have done listen to the radio show. And that's what got them thinking about taking care of their teeth.
1: Yeah, it was a great, it's a great story. It has a happy ending. And I'm, I'm all about happy endings. I love those kind of stories. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so when I was in, um, you know, we spent some time in Toronto, um, a week ago and I got to experience, um, the Toronto film festival and it was really awesome. I really loved it. It was a lot of fun, but I realized all the movies that I saw, all these world premieres that are just now coming to the States, you know, big, big movies, The ones that were my favorite were the ones that had the happy endings. (laughs) If it was sad or if it left everybody crying or I just wasn't it wasn't my favorite. I just I don't know. I go to the movies to be entertained, to fill my heart, you know, and Mm -hmm. everybody goes to movies for different reasons. And the ones the movies I did not like that are probably huge American favorites. I I hated them like The Joker. ah, awful. I don't know. Maybe I'm upsetting all the Joker fans out there when this movie comes out, but I did not like it. Yeah. It was the darkest movie I've ever seen. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe there's a lot of people that are out there listening that can't wait for this movie to come out. I know it's really promoted and really hyped and the posters look really cool, but oh, I didn't like it at all. I remember
0: back in my single dating days, I took a date to Out of Africa and I thought, oh, this is going to be a great movie. It's the worst (laughs) movie I've ever seen in my life. Oh. I I still haven't seen a movie as bad as that one. It was so boring and so long. It was crazy. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you just have to whatever your likes is you know I just wanted that warm happy fuzzy feeling and I uh, there was a lot of great movies at Toronto Film Festival that you know the Mr. Rogers movie was awesome oh it's a beautiful day just awesome that fills your cup you know um, lots of really good suspense movies and fun movies I I just um, yeah some of these like really sad movies are just not my thing but um, but they were still good movies, don't get me wrong. I mean, amazing film. So Paul is like that to me. I mean, he's like my happy ending, and I, I love talking about him because he comes full circle from listening to the radio station to reaching out to us in an email to getting his treatment done. His before and after's mind-blowing. It's beautiful. And years later, fast forward, he's really happy, and he's healthy, and his, his mouth is healthy, and he's just thriving as a person. And so, you know, he's living his golden years and he's having a blast. So I love it. I love I, I look forward to the day that we can interview him and he can be on the show and talk about his experiences and, um, you know, what he thought about his treatment and how he came about the courage to reaching out. And those are real stories. Those are what all of us, you know, we think about. Those are that could be any of us here reaching out about sure. whatever we want to do. Um so we talk about it and, you know, I, like I said, I feel like after all this, I, I knew him well enough to call him and tell him I couldn't find his email. Could he send it to me? And of course he did. And um, I, I don't know, they, you know, over time, all these years, you know, you kind of get to become friends with them. They're real sure. people and they're fun and they're. You know, they're, they're just living their lives, and I love that. So he knows all about periodontal disease. He could be a spokesperson on it, and that's the part I'm leaving out. He really, really did his Google search. He knew everything. He knew what caused periodontal disease, how to treat it. He knew what I was going to recommend before I recommended it. So back early on when I told him all the things he needed, he was very quiet. He sat, he listened, and he said, well, i um, He called me Dr. Google, and I didn't know what that meant. (laughs) He said, Dr. Google, I believe you and uh, I'm going to take your advice and I'm going to move forward with this and, and then I learned why he called me Dr. Google because I'm spewing out everything that he read on Google about what he needed to do so he still calls me Dr. Google um, and he thinks I know everything about everything now which is really funny he starts asking me about knitting and crocheting and I said no I don't do that and just funny stuff, we just joke around about it um, so he knew that he needs to be seen every three months for a cleaning and exam because studies have shown that this biofilm is created on your teeth and it can form and tartar can develop and when the tartar develops you get the inflammatory response that causes the bone destruction it's a vicious cycle so we do this for paul and all of our periodontal patients every three months and a lot of times we work hand in hand with the periodontist in town when we need to make sure they're alternating between someone that can do treatment you know that we don't do and and whatever whatever the situation is. So, um,
0: yeah, we, yeah we, we're at time here. So, how can people make an appointment at Prairie Dental Group?
1: Well, you can call us at 217 546 0412. We can um, check out our website. You'll see Paul on our gallery. It's www.prairiedentalgroup.com.
0: Very good. All right. Thank you so much, Dr. Tanya. Eight o'clock at WMAY Springfield. The news You Can Depend.